0: What's up my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send a biblical truth and what better way to do that than by the power of conversation. I'm Caleb Pearson one of your hosts joining me again uh, the host trifecta coming to you first Mark Francis. Mark how you doing? Hey
1: what is up? Love What's it. up? You're coming to be first. I think after a couple of weeks of not coming to be first, you missed the trash talking back. I went so.
0: well, I went to Alicia That's first because she's much much nicer about it than you much are.
1: nicer, yep. has flowers in the background and all Always. that. So is your yeah.
0: background a drone footage or a
1: roof footage? What's going on there? This is a drone shot. That's so cool. Did you see the drone shots? Weekend. I saw it and I heard it, you know, so yeah, it was <laughs> it was there. Yeah. And you know. Per um, a certain senior pastor's request, um, we found somebody with a drone. And so we get some footage. Some you know what? But I did get many comments about this, of how it was proof that our congregation was socially distancing. You look at a different shot, it's you spread. can see how everyone is really spaced out. And when you're on the ground, it kind of is like, is it questionable? But, but actually, where people are sitting, it, it really was done very well.
0: Most
2: that's of cool. our congregation is pretty spaced out, most of the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Joining us again, the lovely Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing great. Cheers. And our flower today is a cactus that's blooming out at the Arboretum. A cactus? Yes, it's a cactus. Oh, see? good gracious.
0: Oh, I see Is it. the Arboretum yeah. open again?
3: So the path is open. The bathrooms are still closed. The picnic areas are still closed, all of What's that. The- but you can go on the path. Good. So good it's, there's some spots that are a little overgrown. It's not quite as tended to as normal, but that, uh, that is blooming right now in the little pond, near the little pond area.
0: That is very yeah. impressive. Very impressive. Cool. Joining us once again, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark, you Mark, how's it going, my man?
2: Very well. Yep. Good,
0: good. Is this a personal photo of yours or what's going on? Yep,
2: here? yep, a little of the prairie in Nebraska. Okay. The this little... is like this is like if Mark
0: Carey appeared uh, appeared in one of my dreams. This is kind of what it would look like. You with that summer shirt on, <laughs> the storm in the background, you know, telling me what I need to hear, but just won't listen. Uh, man, it's good to see you guys again. Uh,
2: that would that would want to make me. Stay awake the whole night long. <laughs>
0: yeah, or or like somebody would say, it sounds more like a nightmare. Um, yeah, right. Well, yeah,
1: and a little little less sunburn this week than last week, right? Yeah, like I'm glad you mentioned the it. The hat and the glasses. And, yeah,
0: yeah. You mentioned it on Sunday. I was like, let's talk about it. It's the elephant in the room. Everybody's <laughs> like, now I need to take sunscreen to church. It's been a while, you know.
2: That you know, and I when I got home, I didn't even know the my family were they were gasping. You know, I must have been. I was terribly red.
3: And, I, you know, I,
2: this is a guy, I go twice a year to a right. dermatologist to burn stuff off. And it like, you know, stupid is a stupid does. <laughs> but I lathered up for three days solid with aloe vera. I mean, it constantly, I was putting aloe vera on And, mm-hmm. and I'm not even peeling. I mean, it it just that. So good, man. word to the wise. Uh, well, word to the first stupid. And then the <laughs> That's super, how you get good. to
0: wise. People don't know that. Yeah. That's how you get to Wise. You gotta go That's through this. stupid first.
2: Thanks. Skin you, cancer is no joke. There yeah. you go. No, yeah. it is <laughs> not.
0: No, it is and not. The, the hat out.
3: looked good. The hat looked great.
2: Yeah, yeah. Good. The glasses, the yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. So second outdoor service so far was super fun. Alicia, how was the, the viewing experience back home for you? I heard there were some technical difficulties.
3: Yeah, it was really rough. We my parents were up for the weekend and we were all gathered in to watch and <laughs> then it was just a black screen and in and, out. Then some yeah. sound and then it, yeah. So it was kind of rough. So okay. we had to watch it later. <laughs> yeah.
0: The whole thing should be up by now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. It's
3: up. It's up. It is up
0: and ready. Yeah. Okay. Good. So for our listeners who were in and out Sunday morning, yeah, it's, it's up for you to, for you to watch. But yeah. It was super good. Got to talk about the glory of God a little bit. Um, And Mark, you, Mark Francis, you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording just about your community group, diving into a little bit of that. I mean, what, what has that conversation been like since? Oh yeah.
1: You you know, I mean, for me talking about and, and experiencing the glory of God is just, that is like, you get goosebumps, right? I mean, you have this kind of, this old Testament perspective that Mark, you laid out a little bit of just that fall on your face and just Mm. recognizing how, how lost we are. But then, our community group really dove into the idea of how do you apply that? What is what is really looking like the glory of God on display in the world? You know, how do you do that? I mean, and um, I'll tell you, I mean, when push comes to shove, those kind of application questions are tough because you have to really do an introspective of where am I falling short? Where am I not displaying the glory of God? You know, where am I walking in the flesh? And then where you know where can I look for moments during the course of this coming week? to display the glory of God to the world around me, to to my family members, to somebody in a, you know, in a grocery store when you're trying to interact with them graciously. You know, so there is, it's really putting that's where, you know, the rubber meets the road there of what does it look like to display the glory of God? And that's where I think community groups are helpful to to take a, a 30 minute sermon where we heard the truth about what that means, what it looks like. And we don't have to rehash sermon as a community group (laughs) we should be hashing out what does that really look like in our lives and and it was it was good to do that even last night so i i again we can dive in more about what maybe mark you didn't touch on but we we really tried to hit the application part of it that's awesome
0: yeah pastor mark I i would ask you know is there anything that you didn't Elaborate on that, maybe you could have, or I know we kind of flipped around everywhere you landed at on Second Corinthians 3, talking about you know the, the veil being revealed and uh, one degree of glory to another, there as we are being transformed. Um,
2: yeah, and setting up a little bit of the contrast with the Old Testament time, but in the New Testament, right, he is, uh, God is choosing um, to um, portray or, or reflect His glory through. The body of Christ, uh, and that is the the Church of Jesus Christ here on earth. It's different than the Old Testament, yet it's the same glory, the same God, the same power, the same um, uh, characteristics of of godliness that is to be displayed. And <clears throat> oh, yeah, so many things could have been said uh, Sunday. It's it just it's. Yeah, you, you know, you talk about the glory of God in thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes. There's just no way you can do that justice. The, um, so it, it is an amazing thought that God wants to. Um, He wants to use us to reflect His glory. You know, Psalm 19 says all of creation is glorifying God. You know, n- night and day. You know, the they pour out speech. Uh, the creation is glorifying. And look at, the again, the, the cactus flower there uh, with Alicia, and um, you, you see the intricacies of, of, of creation. Uh, Louis Giglio has a video of the heavens and the different things at one of the Passion Conferences, right. and uh, it, it's just mind-blowing. And yet, we, the body of Christ, are to be reflecting. I mean, people would be looking at us and saying, it's just mind-blowing. What kind of a God is this that would, you know, that... And so, I, you know, I do appreciate, uh, Mark, what you're saying with your community groups, that you want to flesh out these, what does it mean to me this week? When I put up that Facebook post, yep. am, am I glorifying God? Is God, is the glory of God going to be radiated, radiated through what I put? Um, or, or that comment I, I share, or that... Uh, um, the attitude that I that I'm expressing, or yeah, I mean, you can just you could go that for, continual
1: oh, self awareness, and yes. and just even that that metaphor of a mirror. When we're looking at a mirror, are we recognizing that we have that potential of being a light and displaying God's glory, or are we just looking at ourselves? <laughs> I mean, there's, I I really love these threads that the Bible weaves of just common analogies or common metaphors, the veil being one of them as well, that we didn't really touch on too much. A mirror of displaying God's glory and how it was in the Old Testament and now things are being veiled. To me, that was something that I I was wanted to almost ask you and Alicia, maybe you can touch on this too, but the veil concept of what that meant in the context of Old Testament, where maybe Paul, you know, would have been giving that imagery in Second Corinthians to people and recognizing what does really the veil mean? And recognizing with that with that glory concept and the veil being torn to me when Christ died on the cross and and now representing the church of us being unveiled I just I, there's mind-blowing kind of when you think about kind of the ideas of that and how it's woven through scripture that God is saying those things
3: yeah the veil I loved last night in our small group when you brought that up mark and just how the the veil separates sinful man from the glory of God. And there's the tabernacle and the holy of holies and there was the veil that was there. And Christ, when he died on the cross, that that veil was torn and we have access. And in verse 17 of the second Corinthians three, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. And that word freedom really jumped out at me because that's our access to God through Christ and we don't have to be in bondage anymore trying to obey the law which we cannot do on our own we have to have the Holy Spirit at work Um, so just that the picture of that veil being removed uh, is really really neat Um, and then two the, the ESV does not use the word as in a mirror um, but I thought that that was really in for verse 18 and we all with unveiled face beholding and then the the other version says as in a mirror the glory of the Lord that um, that is such a neat image of when you're looking at a mirror it's reflecting an in an image you're looking at it uh, but you also when you're looking, you're gazing into the mirror, you're beholding something. It's um, so we're, you know, we need to be, as you said earlier, Mark, we need to be studying God, um, being an intimately acquaint, acquainted with who He is and letting that reflect that image.
0: Yeah. Well, and where we're at with him in our heart of hearts too. I I, I had before this sermon, uh, the phrase reflect God written in my margins. I think it was from a a sermon I had heard a couple years ago when I was down at school. And one thing, one the, uh, uh, the analogy, you know, that came up of the mirror is it can be easy to have the head knowledge of God or how, you know, you almost picture a mirror here, but you could still hide behind it. You might know what God is like or know how you're meant to act, but it's supposed to be, you're supposed to know how you've been transformed by christ and that mirror is is lower it's in your heart and you're reflecting your true nature now and not hiding behind god's reflection but it's actually you know transferring through you and i I think that's what you know pastor mark you're talking about this stuff god is not just for us he also wants to work through us and i think that is where a christian like you said mark about rubber meeting the road like where do i go from here well god's gonna go from there through you and so we we glorify him in everything we say and do i just went out uh, to lunch with john avery a couple days ago and and we talked about how christians engage on social media what's the litmus test for should i or should i not post this should i or should i not say it in this way uh and it has to come down to the holy spirit conviction and you know that's your ultimate test but is this going to glorify the kingdom because if it is not why am i posting it then and then you get to the heart of hearts of what other motivation might you have? Is it to seek approval from your peers? Is it to fit into a crowd of, of peer pressure or you know social justice warriors that are out there? And, and so you have to remember that God has called us to do that in every element of our life. And that's where the mirror comes from head to heart, I think. And,
1: and you got to think- also remember that this idea is within the context of the sermon series of the church. And so it's this individual reflection of God's glory, but the overall corporate nature of the body of Christ reflecting the glory of God and displaying the glory that was the same glory in within the Holy of Holies, the same glory that was shown and Moses had to hide his face, that same glory that you refer to as Solomon in the temple. And, and here we are being that image bearers that champion of Christ as a whole. And, you know, the picture that's behind me is showing just a small, small portion of that of 900 people showing up or maybe plus that are able to display and reflect the glory of God when you see his people gathering. And and I hate referring to our community group all the time, but somebody did share a great thought um, when we met last night that he hadn't been to a church corporately gathered since, what, early March? You know, so 10, 12, 13 weeks ago, and when we sang "Holy, Holy, Holy," he said he could barely sing, tears on his eyes because wow. he's hearing the congregation around him singing something and the power that just that song is bringing of just of sharing and having nine hundred voices sing at the same time. When does that ever happen? Yeah. You know, and and you're singing and declaring how holy God is, and that is a reflection of his glory. I,
2: yeah, I wanted to mention Hebrews, uh, chapter ten, just as an example. But verse 19 of Hebrews 10 says, therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, and of course the holy place was where that Shekinah glory, that's what Moses saw on the mountain, was the glory that got him all uh, uh, radiant. Uh, But we have confidence, he says, to enter that holy place because of the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil. That is his flesh. We sing the old Christmas song, veiled in flesh, the Godhead. See, well, the glory of God was veiled when Jesus took on flesh and blood, so he walked about like a typical human being uh, that was no, you know, that n- nothing about him that we would be drawn to because that glory was veiled in his flesh. Um, but it, it goes on and says, We have this great high priest over the house of God. So let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let's draw near. We, we've got this uh, confident entrance into the holy place. That's the glory of God. And we we can draw near. And then he says in verse 23, then let's hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For you promise is faithful. So that's that's displaying the glory of God. It's holding fast our confession and not wavering. And then, but this is the, the church idea, Mark, that you're referring to the corporateness here, verse 24. Right. Sure. So then yep. let us also consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds and not forsake our assembling together as is the habit of some, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So it's 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 like for that glory of God to, 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 to radiate brilliantly in our life, it, it, we, we have to be amongst each other. We need the encouragement. We need the constant um, a challenge and stimulation to love and good deeds, to let that glory uh, manifest itself. And that's part of the role of the local church. We are all individually to live out, but it's collectively and in that collective gathering as the family of God in a fallen world that we're, we can be encouraged, and um, and and that glory can be—it's um, uh, like it's—it it can be enhanced all the more. The the veil can can be lifted from us as we are with the body of Christ.
1: Well, so, speak so. to that a little bit because as Second Corinthians continues, and you you touched on this, Mark, in chapter four, that the world is still veiled, and and their eyes are blind to the gospel, and so. You know, it's, it's truly a work of the Holy Spirit that is doing the work within us, shining a light to the world. And it's a work of the Holy Spirit who has the potential to do a work to unveil the blinded eyes of the world. And so there's this kind of dual nature that, again, it's not a work of us who is doing any of this. It's the Holy Spirit working in us to, to display his glory. And then it's a work of the Holy Spirit in somebody else's heart who doesn't see Christ yet to somehow have that supernatural veil removed from their
2: eyes to see the gospel Uh, alicia you want to have a comment oh yeah
3: so um i'm just thinking about this and and in regards to the local church in second corinthians so in 4 6 um the verse for god who said let light shine out of the darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ but two chapters before in, in verses 14 and 15, we're, uh, we're called the aroma or the fragrance of Christ. And I just think that that's such a neat image of, you know, what is, what is our aroma as the body of Christ as we're going out into the community, as we're in our homes, as wherever we're at, what is that aroma that we're giving off? You know, is that, is that, Pleasing to the Lord is that bringing glory to Him? Um, so light, aroma, fragrance it all goes hand in hand.
2: That's good, and again, it's being we need to wake up in the morning and remind ourselves, I am a member of the family of God, and today I can be a sweet aroma to someone, or I can be a stench. Right. I can I can be a light shining in darkness, or I can contribute to the darkness, you know. Uh, so it, it, it's the church of Jesus Christ has to have the conscience awareness, because as Paul goes on there in that chapter four, uh, you know, the world is watching. Um, verse five, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and we're his bond servants. So we are to, verse six, you know, shine the light in the darkness. And he's the one who's shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power of God will will not be from ourselves, uh, but will be from him. People, uh, you see what's going on in our world today. And it, it hurts, I mean, it, it, it is so disturbing and painful to see, and, and the, whether it's the inequality, the injustices, the, the, just the unrighteousness, the death, the sorrow, or the way people respond to the death, the sorrow, the unrighteousness, in, in, in unrighteous ways. I mean, the world is a mess, and then we cater, it seems like we wanna to cater to the politicians, or the politicians wanna to cater to us, and everybody's, everybody has an answer and a solution, and there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, th- 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 these are the same answers and solutions yes. people said they've been needing for decades. And when you leave Jesus out of it, uh, uh, and, and so, so you come back to the the great prayer that Jesus said, you know, teach us to pray. Uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one day his kingdom was going to be done. It doesn't mean we just hide ourselves in some holy huddle until that day comes. It means we need to shine and be that aroma in this world. And it's going to be snuffed out. I mean, people are going to put a, not, you know, they're, they're not going to want to see it. They're going to hold their nose because that aroma to them is a stench. Um, we're called to be faithful and well we have so
0: many so many christians that are living as if they're not dead to sin and alive in christ i mean we we, we have this baggage, we have this sin and we have a lack of understanding of who we are here and we have the freedom to now radiate christ i mean you, you said it sunday morning mark be transformed and then radiate too many of us are trying to radiate without realizing that we are transformed and like you mentioned i mean we have a a culture now more than ever that has decided that we the people are are gonna decide the the moral code. Uh, Immoral, broken, depraved people are gonna now decide, okay, here is the answer, here's the recipe. Uh, And there was a a social commentator just the other day that said, um, I hope everybody's ready to live 1965 to 1985 because we're about to repeat it again. Like a, a lot of people are saying there are events happening to make that fall into place. And I think it's just so interesting, that whole narrative of, oh, history repeats itself. It's because we have broken people that get carried away with their power or their say instead of realizing, no, like that prayer, God's kingdom needs to come, and that will needs to be done, and we're wasting our time on our own will. And it's just—
2: And and by the way, as you mentioned that, it just reminds me again of of like Psalm 78, but just a word to parents, grandparents, hmm. how we need to— pass on generation to generation this truth because the world itself sin is being passed on generation to generation it's it's being repeated Boy, we we have to uh pass on the deposit of truth uh mm. in discipleship but certainly it's got to start in our homes of what it means to to be a, a member of the family of god in a fallen world we've got to inculcate that into into all that we do yeah
0: death runs in the family <laughs> it's active <laughs> we have got to fight against it yeah
3: well, that image of jars of clay that that ending prayer that you prayed at the end of your sermon really ministered to me because you you prayed something alongs like the more broken the more cracked we are the brighter mm-hmm. that he shines through us and because i i think oh, okay well we you know we got to have all the fruits of the spirit and get out there and go and and then i'm for me i'm tempted to do that in my own strength and in reality i am broken and so that's where the gospel has to impact my life me personally and and this whole passage here there are these several passages it's the trinity at work it's that we come to god the father through christ by the holy spirit and that is a glory in and of itself that that's even happening and just to think that jesus took the wrath that i deserve he stepped in my place he died on the cross and paid for my sins he received that wrath and as a result that veil is torn and i have access to god and so now i do have this freedom and i do have the holy spirit and i do have the fruits of the spirit but it's not in and of myself it is all a gift from him and that is something to marvel in in and of itself
2: every excuse not to glorify god is taken away what you just
3: said (laughs) it's just
2: the it's just the awareness
1: and and people and again it's, it's seeing the fact that i have that ability to just to reflect the glory of god i am a light for christ in this dark world and if people are either hiding it or they're scared to use it or not tapping into it we've talked about this before not recognizing all the blessings that we've been blessed with and not appropriating who we are in christ then then we just look like anybody else in the world Right. And that's that's the sad part, and that's where the church is not being the church because each individual part is not reflecting His glory, and and that's that's our call. There's an old uh,
0: Japanese art called kintsugi, and what they do is they take old broken pottery and fill it back together, and the the glue they use to fix it is actually liquid gold, and so it hardens and it it basically quintuples in value and it becomes more valuable than it was before it was broken. Hmm. So you can see all these old, I mean, jars of clay, literally, that have been shattered and broken and brought together, but they have this liquid, bright gold thing making them whole again, and it's just such a representation.
2: And, and, and it's interesting, that's where Paul ends in chapter 4 of that passage, where he says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things that are not seen, because the things that are seen are temporal. The things that are not seen are eternal. So it's keeping that, that forward. Otherwise, we're going to get caught up in the circumstances of life, yep. and and we are going to just act like crackpots that have nothing to offer. But if we keep that perspective. Uh, we're we're not going to lose heart and crack pots as we are, get, get filled in with, with, with Jesus. And that glory begins to shine. And um, um, yeah. And, 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 and he, and his name then is lifted up among the people. That's awesome.
0: Yep. Super sweet. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up, Mark, I know we had talked a little bit about, we're looking at the weather basically. For the weekend
1: yeah yeah the, the weather is key i mean i think these last two weeks of being outdoors have been a huge success so thanks to all the people behind the scenes making all that work oh yeah and and there's still you know more to come hopefully but i all the feedback is that people definitely appreciate that so the the first and foremost goal is to to see how can we continue that but obviously weather is the to play a factor every week um you know, until we can truly meet indoors. So all we can say as of right now is that um, we will be releasing on the website, the plans by Thursday. So if you're listening to this before Thursday, before June 11th, then um, go to the website on that date and we will let you all know. And, And so there's options for Saturday. There's options for Sunday. We have about three or four different scenarios. We're trying to get right in place and the behind the scenes team will be working doubly, triply overload this week to, to prepare for that, so, and if you do volunteer, please reach out to the church because you know we need people who are flexible to do those things, whether it be welcome team, or cleaning team, or breakdown team, or setup team, or you name it. Um, yeah. So, reach out because as the body is being put in place, we need all the parts it's so uh, fun man. that's that's what it takes there's sound equipment everywhere
0: in admin i love it you walk oh, yeah. in and you're like here we go
2: admin what about my office
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an office that,
1: I, <laughs> I will take a picture of that and that'll, that'll be my backdrop um you next, know virtual next background next week yeah, yeah there that's you go absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll have Pastor John in the next couple weeks. Pastor Don as well. So we'll hopefully be able to hear from a few of the other pastors on staff as well. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us again. Just a reminder, you can go to fbcva.life to find all the information. And there's a Fellowship Family Facebook page as well, where we push out all the information. Podcast goes out everywhere. HD video up on YouTube each and every week, and then the audio you can take you uh, with you on the go. Thank you guys so much. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour but rather transform a lifetime. Till next week, much love and God bless.